I'd heard there was a secret chord that David played and it pleased the Lord. But you don't really care for music, do you? Well, it goes like this, the fourth, the fifth, the minor fall, the major lift, the baffled king composing, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Welcome in, everybody, and happy holiday season to you. My name is Ultimate DJs, and this is Talking Trek, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast, but today on a mission of a different kind. to one and all, commanders from one side of the world to another. Today we are united as human beings of planet Earth. 
and I thank all of you for being here. As today we celebrate a year-long project in the making. Today is Talking Trek Gives Back. A lot of you guys know how much work this community has put in over the last 12 months, over the last three years indeed, uh, as Talking Trek has uh, every single year, Trader, been a part of a project called the Christmas Angel Fund. This is actually a project that I started. This is not a nonprofit. It's not a, a big other, you know, national project. This is ours. We started uh, this. As a matter of fact, I, Ultimate DJ, started the Christmas Angel Fund 25 years ago, Trader. Quarter century old this wow. year. And every single year, whether I was in broadcast radio, whether I was in morning radio, whether I was in podcast, whether we were on Twitch and YouTube, whether we were playing Star Trek or whether we were playing country music, Trader. Every single year for the last 25 years, I started this project to give back some of the good fortune that has been given to me and my family and my show. And uh, it's actually really spectacular what we've been able to do with our audience. Trader, when you're on uh, an FM radio station, you know, there's the, the audience is really big, right? And so you can get a lot of people involved in doing things with you. But when we came to this community, Trader, you could not imagine the generosity exhibited by this community. And when I started this, I guess, two, this would be our second year here on the podcast that we've done the Christmas Angel Family Fund. And it has been remarkable. It's been so moving and humbling that we've been able to do as much as we've done. I draw your attention back to a year ago when we were introduced to the Beatle family and Talia. Arian, you remember Talia. Uh, Talia was uh, a young person going through some craziness in her life. She was very, very sick. And because of that, her family, her brothers and sisters, and her mom and dad were always running back and forth to doctor's appointments and, and unable to work. And, and then Christmas snuck up on them. And the community of Talking Trek came in and made a difference in their lives. And this year, we wanted to do the same. Trader, what we've done this year is, uh, of course, you guys remember a couple of months ago, we reached out to the community. We said, hey, can you guys help again this year? Can we just nickel and dime this thing over the last couple of months, Trader? And the community came up big. So big, in fact, Trader, that this year we were able to help out with Christmas with not only one family this year, Trader. We were able to actually do a second uh, a second family this year maybe more as a matter amazing. of fact matter of fact 11 children 11 children this year that's um, just amazing it's uh incredible it's very very heartwarming that that we've been able to do that and uh so what i've been promising for the last couple of weeks is that you guys were going to get a chance to meet these families and experience their story and figure out what uh what made their situation different this year trader and and i will say that we got so many submissions and it's impossible to to take care of everything it's impossible to do all of them um and and while I really appreciate a lot of the folks who who emailed in, I have to uh, give recognition to Litter, a member of our uh, of our community. He goes by Litter, which is awesome because he's a part of the Litter Box, right? 
Um, but he was the one that wrote the email this year that caught the attention of the entire Talking Trek panel uh, because we all read these emails, Trader. We all went through them, and we all decided that this uh, situation, this story, was the one that we wanted to share with you. So we are going to do that today. And, and I understand. The listening audience count is a little bit lower, Trader. Today we're not talking about Star Trek. If that's what you are here for, then I promise you we'll be back, even tomorrow, right, Trader? We'll be back tomorrow night on Twitch where we can get into yep. uh, to Star Trek Fleet Command. But today is a celebration of humanity, a celebration of community, and a celebration of love at Christmas time. I'm so very honored and humbled to bring to you guys here today uh, the families that uh, we wanted you to meet for the Christmas Angel Fund. So uh, I would invite you to be aware that we're not quite finished, Trader. There's still work to be done. Arian, uh, for the second year in a row, has really, really taken charge of this project. Arian, we'll talk to you more on the other side of the, uh, of the first segment, but this project you've shared with us here in the chat, and you've also uh, just shared with me privately that this is a, a huge passion project for you like you love this project you love being able to to give back to these families like you've really kind of taken ownership of this and get to know these families every single child arian trader you might not believe this or you probably would but arian communicates with every single family every single child and finds out what's on their christmas wish list and she puts it together. I totally believe it. I totally. I, she did it last year. She does it so well. She is Santa Arian, and she puts together <laughs> everything. She puts together the list. She handles the shopping. She handles the the logistics, the shipping, the wrapping. Y- you guys don't understand how much time. Arian, if I just had to ballpark a guess, just over the last two to three months, you're, you're 100 hours in. There's no way you're not. There's no way you're uh, not a hundred hours in. I don't. I don't think it's quite that much. Uh, I mean, it's it's a lot. But She's humble too. What I really, what I really love about it is watching this community come together. It's it's all about this community, and it's just amazing to see and blows my mind away. It did last year, and and I, it already has started to this year as well. Scalybag says, you know, I don't know about you guys, but this sounds about as Star Trek as anything could be. And I appreciate that, Scaly Back. It is uh, a time of community and a time of coming together and taking care of one another. Doctor Juby has asked Arian to give us a big ho 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 if you if you can. Can you can you try to practice? Can you practice for what's going to happen on Christmas Eve for these families? Go ahead. A ho ho ho. <laughs> All right, so we got a we got a little bit of work to do there. <laughs> We've got a little bit of work to do on that. But ladies and gentlemen, uh, without any further delay, I want to introduce to you um, the families that have been chosen by the Talking Trek Angel Family Fund this year and who you, community, are providing a life-changing experience. February 24, 2022, broke from normalcy in the country of Ukraine. Instead of waking up preparing meals to start their day, getting their kids ready for school, or getting ready for work, families actually woke to the sounds of air raid horns 
the ground shaking and fires and explosions surrounding them. While it may be possible for some to think this could have some political intent, I invite you instead to look at the individual human stories that we present here today. How the casualties of war can spread beyond politics and beyond narrative and territories and instead be impactful on a child. Some of these children have seen things we will only see in our nightmares, and many of us have never experienced the feeling of actually running for our lives. Today we will introduce you to a few families who have made the horrible decision between abandoning everything they've ever known and protecting their children. Know that while you hear some of these stories, there are others far more chilling and others that found simplicity in their journey. These stories are not about that journey or any kind of war, but instead about a few children and a mom desperate to protect them. Welcome to Talking Trek Gives Back. Good evening, everybody. It is so exciting. This is one of my favorite times of the year, and folks, we are so excited to be here and to be able to introduce to you uh, just a few members of this year's Christmas Angel family. Folks, I am I, you know I've been building this up. I've been so excited to introduce some of these special, special people to you. And uh, the first thing that I want to acknowledge is uh, a member of our community. Uh, we'll call him Litter, uh, which is ironic. <laughs> we'll call him Litter. Uh, and uh, just absolutely really want to praise the story that uh, was presented to us and, and how this whole thing came to be, everybody, because uh, Litter is a member of our community. He plays our game. He is a member of this wonderful, beautiful Star Trek universe community. And, and I'll just ask you real quick, Litter, off camera, there was um, a crisis that happened across our world uh, over the last year. And this was a crisis that spoke to your heart mainly because you and members of your family have experienced something like this in the past. And so when you saw this happening across the world, you felt that it was necessary for, for you to become actively involved, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, my family and my wife and I are very involved in the Ukrainian Canadian community. And so uh, when, when this all happened, we, uh, Kind of sprung into action and uh, we've taken um, a couple families kind of under our wing and helped them kind of mentor and and adjust here so this is uh, this is one of them yeah we have a family with us that we're going to talk to we're going to meet here in a little bit because what litter has done is opened his home he's actually hope opened his home to not one not even two but multiple families who have been forced to leave their home uh, in the country of Ukraine. Now, I know that, that some people may look at this litter as, as something that it's not meant to be. This is just a human project. This is just something that is being done out of love. You opened your home out of love, and you wrote your letter to Talking Trek out of love, and we chose you and your project out of love. Whatever anybody's feelings may be on whatever is going on across the world, that is not our focus today. Our focus is on these two little boys and this brave, heroic mother. Let me first uh, just say, hi. Hello, guys. How are you? 
Hello, look. Hello. Hi there. Let me uh, let me introduce you if I can. First of all, we've got one of the uh, bravest women that, that I think I've ever had the good fortune of meeting. I would like to introduce you to Hannah. Good evening, Hannah. How are you? Good evening. I'm good. Thank you. Good. Very nice to meet you. Also, your uh, your oldest boy. This is Glebe. Hi, Glebe. How are you, buddy? I'm good. Very good. Glebe, how old are you, bud? Um, I'm 11 years old. 11 years old. Your English is very good. You uh, you you came from Ukraine earlier this year, right? There was crazy, scary things happening at home, and you and your mom and your little brother there, you decided that, that you needed to be safe. And you guys came over here and you found Litter. And uh, and we'll talk a little bit about how that hookup even happened, Litter. But you had to to basically just go, right? You had to grab a few things and we had to, to get out of Dodge. We had to leave quickly. It was your mom. It was you, Glebe, and it was your little brother. Let's say hi to Lev. Hannah, can I just ask you for a moment? And because I, I know that there are scary things happening in the world, and you probably saw amazingly terrible things. As a mom and your two boys, you, you made a decision, right? The attacks began, and you guys weren't safe. Can you tell me about what happened when you guys decided to leave? Like, what... What was going through your mind? What decisions did you have to make? And, and, and was it something that you could plan for? Did you have to leave in the middle of the night? What were you able to bring with you? Can you tell us a little bit about your story of how you landed in Winnipeg? Uh, I'll try. Um, sorry for my English. Uh, so when it happens, this terrible things. And uh, we hear about the uh, huge sound of uh, like uh, siren. Sorry, mm-hmm. yes, and uh, we need to to run away from our house and ask where to, to hide from this. So it was terrible things, and I made a decision like, yeah, I know immediately, immediately we need to run away from from this. I need that my boys and. All my children will be safe in safe place. So we, we, we just we moved first by car very quickly, but we can't move by car like a big uh, 25 kilometers uh, cars so like uh, line up line up. So we we left our car and we go walk. Yeah, on Poland all night, all the night about 20 kilometers with boys. It was so hard and terrible for us. And we just run, run, run. And thousand people all around us, they go and go because all the time we hear this terrible sound. It's very, very terrible things for us. Uh, That's incredible. So in the middle of the night, you, you yeah. just grabbed your boys. Were you able to to grab any personal belongings? What were you able to... I mean, did you just grab some clothes and go? You left everything. Yeah, we left everything. We had just some backpacks with us. So it was... We have some uh, bags, but it was so hard to walk 10 hours with them. So we 
left this. We left our things and stay all only with backpacks. So uh, one thing in my mind, it was go in safe place, go to, uh, we need to go to Poland. So I, I'm incredibly emotional listening to this because not many people can can relate to a story like yours, Hannah. Like, not many people know what it might feel like to be woken up by something like that and, and to be so scared and, and fearful that you literally grab your children and, and run. Glebe, you are a young man. I'm sure that this had to have been scary for you, but you had a younger brother that you had to look after. You you helped him, you gathered up your stuff, and you and your mom, you, you started running. You ran in the middle of the night, right? Can you tell me a little bit how a, a little bit about how that felt for you? I go because I oh, um, I, I need sleep. Sometimes the boys so tired that we need to put them on our backpacks on uh, on the ground. So and we haven't some uh, do, uh, some we haven't some to cover it, them. So we need to cover them all things that we have. So. From backpack pants on t-shirts, and we cover the boys. So we need to run, and in 15 minutes we all the boys sleep, and after 15 minutes we take them away. Go, go, and we need to go. We need to go, boys, boys. We need to go. We need to go, and left very good. 10 hours. You guys. He goes and not cry, not cry. It's a very brave boy. Hannah, you ran yeah. for 10 hours? Yes, 10 hours was sometimes so tired, so but 15 minutes sleep because it's very cold at night. It's It was February. It was cold. Oh, my god! So we need to, to move. So you guys ran 10 hours through the night. Um, yeah. Can you tell me about like the next morning? Where were you going? What did you what 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 was the goal? Where were you trying to get to? We met a man who tell me, so you have uh, three children with you. Why you go? So why you not take a train? What train? I asked what train. There, five kilometers was, will be train to Poland. Catch them, catch it, catch, yeah. So we, all people go like straight, but I make a decision, turn right and we go five kilometers kilometers by the field like field no lights or all but i mind the person was kind he told me told me that i catch the train i need catch this train i need catch the train and we go 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 we don't see anything but in the middle of field we see yes some station some some a little station that was train yeah so we run 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 very fast Near the train, we saw a lot of people, moms uh, with kids, a lot of moms, a, a lot, a lot of kids. So uh, we we just jumped to this train, no, not space, and many many people. But we was likely we we go to Poland in this train, eleven hours, and we yeah got to Poland. In Poland, we we have very very good support. 
Yes and no. That's really nice to hear that there were people there waiting for you and, and ready to help. And so you got to Poland. How did uh, how did your next several days go? Because eventually you landed here with Litter in Winnipeg, right? So we spent a little time, uh, some time in Poland, but we was in Krakow, if you know Krakow. It, it's a city near, near Ukraine. So in Poland, Polish people told me that they are so scared. I think, oh my God, I, I, I need safe for my children, sorry. So, Paul, in Poland, I feel like not safe. I understand it's this the war, these terrible things. Maybe it will be um, many, many months, maybe years. And may, maybe some countries will be involved in this. So, I think I need really safety space and really safety place for my children. So you, and I think about Canada. So you come to Canada. Uh, yeah. Somehow, by some miracle, you meet up with Litter, who literally just opens his door and says, "Come in." And and you guys have been there since that time, right? You've been staying. You've been staying with him, uh, safe and sheltered. Glib, you you look like a pretty typical teenage boy. Can you tell me a little bit about some of the stuff that you like? Do you like to play sports? Are you good at math? Do you like Star Trek? <laughs> tell me a little bit about you, Glib. I like drawing or playing Roblox. Roblox. He likes video games, Litter. All right. Yeah. We we got a video gamer, don't we? Minecraft. Uh, I like draw. I uh, has a wall of my pictures. You love art. That's incredible. Yeah. I'm sure that you've seen a lot of things that can inspire you to to draw a lot of pictures for your wall. Tell me, Glib, when you got there to Winnipeg, it began a very different kind of lifestyle for you, right? Like you had to uh, start going to a new school. You had to meet new people. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Like your, maybe your first day of school when you went to school? How was that for you? I go to school and I don't understand all of how teacher talk, how people talk. I don't understand all. And I found one Ukrainian boy. I don't know. It's it was hard. It was hard. You you had trouble with the words and the language. Maybe, but in maths it's not hard. But we do a big numbers. But I do this in grade three in Ukraine. You're a smart cat, aren't you? You're a smart guy. Yeah. Listen, um, I want to talk to you a little bit about the the season uh, that we're in. This is Christmas, and and this is. Um, something that I kind of wanted to to talk to you a little bit about, Glib, and maybe we can get your little brother back here in just a second. But, you know, Christmas is a special time. And can you tell me, maybe like last year or the year before, can you tell me a little bit about the Christmas that you had at home? What kind of foods did you cook? And what kind of what kind of celebrations did you have? And, and did, did St. Nicholas come and visit your house and, and leave goodies for you? He got, uh, he got a drink and candy. Uh, I have a box of uh, Kinder's Prize or Kinder 
I have a box of this and my brother. Hannah, if if I can ask you a really difficult question here before um, I, I move on to something else, because Hannah, I also found out that while you and your boys ran in the middle of the night for 15 kilometers for 10 hours, your husband stayed behind. When we uh, go uh, to Poland, uh, we go with uh, our uh, my husband together and when we when we go on the train the father told bye bye boys and um, listen your mother so i love you but i need to protect our country and i need to go to army so it's my like uh, duty duty to do this because you know boys I need to protect our family, our houses, our people. So um, you will be good with your mother. The kind people help us. So uh, and uh, yeah, and he stayed in Ukraine and go to army. But uh, he is not a soldier or just a man. Never was he. Never was in army or something like that. But I'm very proud of my husband. Uh, he, I think he made a right decision. Yeah. Can I ask you one question, Glib? You you haven't seen your dad in a while. Do you get to talk to him? Like, do you get to call him on the phone? Do you get to to talk to him on on phone calls? And and is he, do- is he doing good? Yeah, it's uh, doing good. Uh, we call each other by WhatsApp. He shows for our father. The, uh, his uh, pictures, like arts. That's great. So he's well. You guys get to talk to him. Do you know when you will get to see him again? We don't know. Maybe of started Christmas or Christmas. New Year. Maybe it's yeah. New Year. Kids want to see father. Uh, yes. New Year. Yes. The kids, uh, it's like their which wish wish it's wish of uh, my kids no. to see father my father said for he and father he needs to go to canada but we don't know when we will see him it's a difficult because right now we have a very uh, difficult connection yesterday i can't uh, uh, to talk with my husband because uh, no lights, no mobile, uh, no electricity in Ukraine for all of cities. So it's very difficult and it's it's hard. So I can, if I can't everyday connection with husband, it's uh, so uh, hard uh, things to me. So, but I believe that uh, with him uh, will be all okay and we will see him next year as as, up, as soon as is possible do you oh, i can't imagine that anybody is listening to this and not just feeling how strong you are hannah what how has your adjustment been here in in winnipeg like are you uh how are you adjusting your kids are going to school are you working uh what what's life been like for you here in winnipeg 
Um, yeah, in Winnipeg, we um, magically is uh, awesome people, awesome people. They very help us about what we need when we uh, when we speak with each other on Facebook when we met. So. Uh, told me, don't worry about anything. Don't worry. Uh, we will we will bring you all things, all that I need. And here that uh, I have, and this stuff, and this, it's all fr from these awesome people. It's uh, just like miracle. So my kids are in school, all my kids, and I I'm working. And uh, so I, I have all that I need. I have work, I have uh, all the things and, and food. Yes, and uh, uh, yes, like at home. Well, Hannah, your story has been absolutely inspirational. Like I can't, I, I'm, I am almost speechless. I can't really wrap my head around the things that you've seen and the things that you've done to protect your family and the sacrifice that you have made and your husband has made to keep you and your boys safe. And it's an inspirational story. And uh, I just, I think the world of you guys. So I, I'm really honored to have been able to meet you. Um, you may have wondered, you may have asked Litter what this is all for. So I'm going to tell you now that at this very moment, thousands of people are listening to your story. Thousands of people are touched by what you had to do to protect you and your boys. And there's not much that we can do in the world to, to get you back home. There's not much that we can do to bring you back to your husband, to bring your husband back to his sons. But what we can do and what we want to do and what our community has volunteered to do this year is to help take a challenging situation and a, and a, and a struggling time for your family and help bring you some Christmas spirit. So I have to ask you, Glib, have you written your letter to St. Nicholas yet this year? I don't know. You don't know? Why? There has to be something. You like video games, right? There has to be something yeah. that you would like for Christmas. Because I have a feeling, and a lot of us have connections with the big guy, and I just happen to be one of his favorite cats. All right, like me and St. Nicholas, we're pretty tight. Okay, like we're, we're pretty good pals. So if you wanted to kind of let me know something that you wanted for Christmas, I can probably put in a word with the big guy and I'm going to make sure, we're going to make sure, our community is going to make sure that St. Nicholas knows where you are this year. Uh, 3D printer. Um, I can do a 3D model of, of a program in computer and I have 3D printer. I can do this in plastic. And I have a figurine of which I do in 3D. You, you, dude, you, you are really smart. You know that? Like, 
You are way. And I can sell it for my friends. Oh, yeah, there you go. All right. That's right. The business guy. Okay. Well, listen. Who are we to stand in the way of your money making schemes there, Glib? Uh, all right. Well, listen. I'm going to see what I can do. I sell do. my art and I get $40. Dude, that's how you I do it right there. Buy a Steam game. All right, listen, it sounds like you got a legitimate business model there. So, listen, I'm going to see what I can do. All right, I'm going to do my best to make sure that St. Nicholas knows where to find you this year, Glib, because you're in a different place. We're going to make sure that he knows where you're staying. Like I said, St. Nicholas kind of owes me a favor or two. I'm going to do what I can for you, okay? Guys, thank you so very much. This, ladies and gentlemen, is the Kovalenko family, and it has been my honor and privilege to hear your story tonight and to share it within our community and the world. Thank you so much for, for support and understand our situation. Thank you. You're very welcome. Guys, we're going to take a quick break. When we return, this isn't it because we, through the generosity of your community, through the generosity of this community, this family is not the only one is it litter because litter this isn't the only family that you were able to take in on the other side of the break we're going to come back and we're going to meet another family in a very similar situation because litter has opened residency to multiple ukrainian refugee families we're going to meet another one coming up on the other side of the break you guys hang on my name is djs this is talking trek gives back Hey, can you can you can you meow? Meow like a cat? Meow like a cat. Meow! Oh, meow. Uh, wow, that's a very manly <laughs> meow. <laughs> we'll be right back, everybody. Don't go anywhere. More to come. You are having a good day in the North Pole. Is it cold all the time there? Is that why your cheeks are so rosy? I bet all of your reindeer are very excited. Is your beard long? My dad is scratchy. My mom says I'm a good helper. But you didn't come last year. Was my chimney broken? Or did you forget? I do that sometimes. I just really hope this year when I wake up, I'm gonna see that you came to my house too. No child should ever be left behind on Christmas. Learn more about what you can do with your local communities, churches, and charitable organizations to make sure that no child misses the love and the warmth of Santa on Christmas morning. Welcome back, everybody. Ultimate DJs here as we continue talking Trek Gives Back. I am joined by the Circo family uh, here today. And again, this is all a part of the amazing network of of giving and providing uh, shelter and providing a home area that litter, a member of our community, has been able to pull off. It's absolutely amazing. I am joined right now by Ina. Hi, Ina. How are you? Hi. 
times. Thanks. It's very nice to meet you. And uh, the 11-year-old Maxim, right? Yes. We also had one other young lady that we were going to meet tonight, uh, Sophia. But Sophia's not feeling well, so she's laying down, right? I'm sure Maxim is going to be able to to help us out here a little bit. We had a little bit of a chat before we came back on the air, and I kind of feel like I know that Maxim is going to do right by his sister uh, in in trying to communicate to you guys what they might be uh, interested in for Christmas this year. But, you know, let me start with you. Um, you guys arrived here in Winnipeg uh, over the summertime, back in June, I think you told me, right? This is is always kind of a tough question, but let me ask. Obviously, things got crazy for you back home. You are tell me a little bit about your home in Ukraine. Uh, yeah, we we have uh, a nice nice house, uh, a nice apartment in uh, in Western Ukraine, and we missed uh, it so much. So we've got uh, everything for for a good living. And unfortunately, we have to to left everything there. Uh, we were hoping that we we moved, moved to another country only for a few weeks, and after that we have uh, ability to return. But unfortunately, it's not uh, such way. So that's why we are here, because we 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 wanted to be safe, and we wanted to. Uh, to live uh, without uh, so uh, not hesit- hesitating about uh, our future and about future of my kids. So thinking about your kids, you and your husband, you guys got packed up, and you guys left pretty quick, right? Like there was there was a lot of stuff going on around you, and you guys gathered up what you could real quick and you guys started a new journey where did you go or or how did you leave like what was it quickly did you plan uh to leave on a certain time or or did you guys just run uh, we didn't have time to plan a lot so we just uh, decided uh, to move and i i moved only with my two kids and with my mother-in-law and my husband is still uh, in ukraine uh we at first we moved to poland um we were there for three months i guess and and then yes we decided to move uh, to Winnipeg. so you guys it went was- to you guys went to poland first uh and then uh you guys uh, i guess connected online when you came to winnipeg uh, Litter tells me that that he connected with you guys using social media, right? Like there were there were people looking for help. Uh, yes, through... yes. Yeah, we were we was looking for some friends to have some contacts, and such way we found a family. Uh, they helped us a lot, and they support us. And yeah, uh, we are grateful for that. Um, because it was very difficult uh, to be in in a new situation and without um, any uh, any help or support, it would be, it would be uh, very difficult for us. Well, even when you came from Poland to to Winnipeg, you came with very little, right? You guys had to leave everything behind: your home, all your stuff, your toys, right, Maxim? You probably had some toys at home and. We had to leave those behind. I haven't read a lot of 
I have some, not a lot of toys in Ukraine. But we had to leave some of those behind, and and so yeah. you guys started a whole new life here. And you said that your husband uh, remained back in Ukraine to fight. Yeah. Have you guys been able to stay in touch? Uh, yes, we can talk with him and call call him. Yeah. How is he uh, over there? Like, is he in good spirits? Is he well? Uh, what kind of communications have you guys been able to share together? I'm not sure if uh, he's really. Fine, uh, because psychologically it's uh, very, very difficult for all of us, especially for those people who, who are in Ukraine now. Uh, but we try to support one uh, each each other. I hope the war will end soon. We can be together. So yeah, that's that's one of the big things for you guys, right? Is just trying to be together, and you guys can't be together. That must be tough uh, with the holiday coming up. Have you guys ever spent a, a holiday like this apart? Have you ever spent a Christmas apart? It's the first time, yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about your dad? My dad helped me for like lessons in Ukraine, like homework. A lot of fun with him, I have. What kind of fun things do you do together? What's the best time that you get to spend with your dad? It's summer. It's seeing maybe. You miss him a lot? Well, I'm glad that he's well, and I really, really hope. I know that all of my friends here, I know that Litter, right there, uh, who's with you guys, I know that he hopes that you guys all get to be together again very soon as a family. Maxim, I've got a little bit of a favor to ask, because I kind of talked to you a little bit about it before we started. Um, You know, you're talking to a lot of people. There's like, you know, at least like 25 people. Can you believe that? 25? Isn't that nuts? It might be 20. I might be exaggerating. But my friends right now are actually listening to your story, and they're looking at you, and they're looking at your mom, and they're, and they're imagining your little sister, who is five years old. Sophia, right, who's not with us tonight, but she's five. Tell me, Maxim, your job as a big brother has got to be a little bit tougher right now, right? Like, you've got to be, you've got to be pretty strong. Sophia, she's probably a little bit scared. Especially when you guys were traveling a lot, was she a little bit scared and, and you had to kind of step in, right? Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about your sister? Yeah, I can. She... My sister's very happy all the day. But... She's pretty happy? Yeah. Does she giggle a lot? Yes. Does she annoy you a lot? Like, not a lot, but sometimes. But a little bit, right? Little sisters are supposed to annoy you a little bit, all right? It's, it's okay for a sister to annoy you a little bit. But you're you're pretty much you're it, right? You're the man of the house right now. You've got to protect your mom, and you've got to protect your little sister, and that is why uh, me and my friends decided that we wanted to call you up and we wanted to talk to you a little bit because you know things back home, things in Ukraine are are pretty crazy right now. They are, but Christmas is coming, and. I decided that I wanted to have a phone call with St. Nicholas, and I wanted to talk to him a little bit about you and your sister, and I wanted to make sure that he knew where you were going to be this year. Matter of fact, I think that I might have him on the other line. Let me see if I can switch this over real quick. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Oh, hello, children. 
It's Santa calling. I bet you didn't think I'd be calling you, did you? We're very busy here at the North Pole, but I can always find the time to talk to special children. I'm on my way to the workshop to check on the elves. They're always busy working on presents for Christmas, including yours. <laughs> Are you excited? Ah, so am I. Children? I'm looking forward to the next time I fly to your home in Winnipeg. In the meantime, keep up the good work and remember to be good. I have to go now. I'm excited to see what my elves have been working on. <laughs> I'll see you soon. Merry Christmas. <laughs> see, me and my friends, we're, we're pretty important people. Cats, cats. We're pretty important cats. Okay? And, and we've got some pretty big hookups. All right? So we know that St. Nicholas was pretty sure he knew where you were going to be this year, but we wanted to make doubly sure. So I know that I asked you a few minutes ago what you think your sister would want from St. Nicholas this year. Can you tell me a little bit about yeah. what, what might be on your Christmas list or on your sister Sophia's Christmas list? That, that way we could, just, we could just double check, right? Just make sure. My sister, I guess, the one at big, big doll like that. Tell me a little bit about you, Maxim. What do you want for Christmas this year? I want to make Lego. Dude, I love Legos. And only Lego. I, dude, I'm with you. You bathe me in Legos, I would love it. Tell me about some of your favorite Lego sets. You know what? Listen, we know all about Legos over here. We're kind of nerds. Star Wars or Harry Potter castle. Very, very good selection. Star Wars or the Harry Potter castle. You know that Harry Potter castle is really big. Like, there's yeah. a lot of pieces. Do you have Do you have a good spot to show it off? Like, can you build it and put it on a shelf so that everybody can see it? Uh, yeah, I have one. I can show you. Yeah, show me. Show me something that you've already built. Ina, I'm yeah. sure that you have to be really proud of your little ones, right? Yes, yeah. yeah. Dude, that is so cool. Is that a Lambo? That's, oh, a, Lam yeah. that's a Lambo, isn't it? Ex except, what's on the top of it? Is that a Mr. Um, is that a Mr. Fusion generator? <laughs> yeah, that's only mine detail. You know, that, that's pretty fantastic. You turned a Lambo into a DeLorean. I think we're all very impressed with that. Yeah. Right, Litter? Litter gets it. Litter understands that reference. Absolutely. <laughs> fantastic. Well, that is a pretty impressive set. So we probably... Yeah, I one more. You got more? Let's see it. Yeah. Oh, dude. You're pretty good at that Lego thing, aren't you? That's pretty fantastic. Well, I, you know, listen, since you're so good at Legos, I'm sure that we're going to be able to, to make sure that St. Nicholas can help you out. Obviously, clearly, you need a little bit more of a challenge. So we're probably going to have to get you a bigger set. Okay? <laughs> Let me see what I can do. Ina, you've got a very beautiful young boy right here. And yeah. I am sure that Sophia is ten times as charming as Maxim is, right? She's got to be. She's a cute yeah. little girl. You've got to be really proud of your kids, right? Yeah. Was it, how how did they do when they had to leave, when you had to tell them that we weren't going to see dad for a little while? Like, how how was that? Um, I guess that uh, it was hard for, for them first. 
But, um, but when they see that that everything is okay, that we can, that they can go to school, uh, they can have a safe place to live. So I guess uh, then they they were satisfied. They uh, they were glad that everything is okay. Well, I think you guys are very very brave. And I think your husband is very, very brave. And I know that our friends who are watching think you guys are very, very brave. And uh, it's been our honor and our privilege to get to know you guys here tonight. Thank you for spending a little bit of time with us. And um, Ina, we really appreciate getting to know your kids. And, uh, and if it's okay with you, maybe we could also let St. Nicholas know that you've had a little bit of a rough year too. Right? Maybe we can help out a little bit around the house. And, uh, and, and I know that that would bring us a lot of joy to be able to do that. Community, I'd like for you to uh, give a round of applause to the Circo family. And, uh, and I would like for you to know now that right here in the chat, you can, you can hit the buttons, you can do the donations, you can do the, the links and all that stuff. We have uh, been on a mission. Our Christmas Angel Family Fund. And this is what we do every single year here on Talking Trek, right here on Talking Trek Gives Back. Thank you, too. Bye, yeah. Maxim. Bye, 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 Ina. I've got another family that I want to introduce to you. And this is this is what's been so exciting about the generosity of the community and how big we've been able to make this thing this year because this is uh, our fourth family. And there's actually, Litter, there's one more that I don't think we're going to get a chance to talk to or maybe uh, maybe two more that we don't get a chance to talk to. Um, but as we were talking to you guys here just in the last segment, this is how big this has grown, all right? And uh, one of the kids that I'd like for you to meet here today, one of the kids who we're going to, you know, do a little bit of little bit of inside assistance, you know, with St. Nicholas, is Anastasia. Anastasia, hi. How are you? Fine, thank you. You're thank good? You. I, 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 well, thank you. I am great. I am great. I listen. I just hacked up a furball like 15 minutes ago. It's been bothering me for a little while, but I got it out. I'm feeling like a million bucks. I'm feeling really, really good. <laughs> <laughs> Anastasia, you uh, tell tell my friends how old you are. I'm 11 years old. 11 years old. So that puts you in what grade in school? In grade six. You're in the sixth grade. So you started this year, and you were. Uh, you were actually already in Winnipeg when you started in the sixth grade. You finished uh, fifth grade in Ukraine. Is that right? Yes. So over the summer, you guys, uh, your entire family, all right? And, and there's more that we can't see. See, we've also got here Alexandra. Hello, Alexandra. You're, oh, hi. You're there. Now, Alexandra, uh, help me out, right? We've got Elena. That is your husband's mother, right? Yeah, sure. You're Elena's daughter-in-law. And and so Anastasia is your sister-in-law. Sister -in <laughs> there, okay. Yeah. Who, man? Listen, you guys know the the geography thing, the, the family ties thing too. That's that's <laughs> rough on that. All right. So the sister-in-law. So you guys are sisters. Your husband is Elena's son, and Elena uh, also traveled with you guys here, but her husband Pablo and your husband Elena's son Ivan. They stayed behind. Uh, they stay in Ukraine. Tell me a little bit about the decision you guys made as a family to leave. Uh, 
Uh, I think uh, we made this decision because uh, we need to have protect right for our life, and also we have a little children child, and uh, we want to best future for her thing too. We don't know uh, when we're in the end, right? And uh, I think it's some um, difficult, but we made this decision. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it was a really difficult decision. You guys are a larger family, and you left behind your home, you left behind all of your things. Uh, Anastasia, I'm sure that that there you left art, and you probably left some toys, and you left dolls. Like you, uh, I bring only one my toy. An eleven-year-old who brought with her one toy to keep her entertained through a lot of global travel. You guys left Ukraine in June um, and tell me about uh, how you guys left. Did Were you able to were you able to plan this out? Did you have a place to go or did you guys just leave? Uh, we don't have any plane but uh, uh, because uh, in Winnipeg uh, has uh, a lot of Ukrainian people, right? Uh, this is a big uh, Ukrainian uh, diaspora, diaspora, right? Uh, and uh, also we have some friends in Winnipeg now. Uh, and um, Winnipeg has uh, a big, uh, a big support for Ukrainian, right? Well, you know that's something that we've heard even from some of the other families that they chose to come to Winnipeg because there is such a strong Ukrainian community there, and that you guys have been received so warmly and, and welcomed there. Tell me a little bit about the community. Um, you guys came there. There's obviously, as you say, a lot of uh, Ukrainian uh, community members there, and they had to, you know, look at you guys to, you know, who were escaping something that they have already done. They've been here and, and kind of established themselves, even litter, right? Um, so tell me a little bit about the community response. Like when you came did you have anywhere to go? Like, what? Tell me about your first night in Winnipeg. First night in Winnipeg was it was in a hotel. In a hotel, we uh, we, were, we were so excited, right? Uh, because uh, uh, it's first time when uh, we was alone in Canada, right? Uh, we don't have uh, any uh, relative here, and uh, it was so excited and some uh, worried for us. But uh, after first night, uh, we feel better uh, because we have uh, we had a little walk in Winnipeg, right? Uh, we saw a lot of uh, new things for us. Yeah, and uh, I think uh, now when uh, I think about our first night, um, I think it was happy time for us, really happy time. You know, it's like um, relief, right? Yeah. Well, I'm sure it was. You found a community uh, full of, of welcoming people, and, and probably for the first time in a while, you guys were safe. Tell me a little bit about the members of your family who aren't safe right now. Your, your husband, uh, Ivan, is still in Ukraine, he's still fighting, as is his father, right? They're fighting together. Pablo and Ivan are the, the men of your family and they stayed behind. Yeah, they stay in Ukraine and 
Uh, now they're okay, but uh, you know, every day uh, situation in Ukraine change, but not every day, every every time, every hour, and uh, you never know what's happened now. Right? And uh, for me, it's so difficult, and I think for my mother-in-law, uh, it's difficult too, because we're always worried. Uh, but we can do it nothing, right? It's not uh, under control, right? Yeah, there's a feeling of, of helplessness, right? That there's nothing you can yeah. do and no way that you can protect your husband and no way that you can get to him. How often do you guys get to talk? Uh, before, I think before 10 November, um, talk every day. But now in Ukraine, they have bad in yeah, bad. they have a bad internet, bad connection because a lot of city in Ukraine uh, don't have any electricity, and it's a big problem for us now uh, because uh, we don't tell every day. We tell uh, one of two or three days, right, one time, and it's some difficult because uh, this time you don't know any, you don't know what's happened. Right, and uh, it's some difficult, but you go days at a time without speaking yeah. to your husband or Anastasia yeah. without speaking to your brother, and and you don't know anything. You don't know if he's okay. You don't know if he's been yeah, injured yeah. until the next time that he calls. I mean, right, right, yeah. like, gosh, I I can't imagine. My my heart hurts for you guys um, because I can't imagine living with that kind of uncertainty how do you guys deal with that we have a work we have uh anastasia uh, has full time and uh, um when you are busy uh you have like uh, you have like a distraction but uh when you live alone you always think you always think about this thing and uh, it's uh, one of the most difficult things in, uh, for, for us now. What do you do for fun, Anastasia? Uno. <laughs> Uno! I like that yeah. game. <laughs> that game instigates a lot of violence in my family. Uh, it does. There's a lot of fight. <laughs> There's a lot of fights over Uno. Um, but you yeah. guys lean on each other a lot, right? You, I mean, you have to. You're counting on each other to, like you said, to keep distracted and to keep focused and and to not think about because it would be really easy right just to think about all the worst things that can happen so you guys rely on each other just to keep yourselves positive and <laughs> i need to be happy <laughs> well yeah we all we all need to be happy but it, it can yeah. it can be tough in that kind of situation have you guys have you guys ever been apart for this long of a time it's first time for us and it's really so long yeah did you guys all live together in Ukraine? Were you guys all like one family unit in Ukraine as well? Uh, uh, no, we uh, lived uh, separate. Um, I was my husband uh, separate. Uh, oh, so, so what's it like living with your mother-in-law? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Her response says it all. There you go. <laughs> that, that was golden. Um, no, but I imagine I imagine it, it's just as difficult for her. It's just the three of you, right? Just the <laughs> girls. 
Listen, Anastasia, um, my friends that are that are hanging out with us right now, they're watching. And and again, community, I want to remind you, there are so many ways to give. You guys have been so amazing. You've been so generous. And there's so many ways that that you guys can actually touch the lives of these women and uh, and all of the family members that we've spoken to all the children and all the moms and and notice every every young man every husband and every son we haven't been able to meet them because they are home all right and so on top of the fact that that they have traveled all the way across the world to seek refuge the fact that they are here without their loved ones and living in a state of uncertainty and and worry there is the added stress of the upcoming holiday season so anastasia this was you told me earlier that you only got to bring one toy with you you got to bring one and what i wanted to let you know was that saint nicholas and i we're we're kind of besties Okay, like we're pretty good friends. So I was kinda wanting to meet you because St. Nicholas wanted me to make sure I knew where you were so that he would be sure to bring you your gift this year at the right place. Okay? Because we know you're staying in a new apartment now. So St. Nicholas just wanted me to check in on you. And you know, I figured while I was here, I might just go ahead and get your Christmas wish list. Because, you know, listen, I just want to double check the list, right? So I thought maybe you could tell me one or two things that you want to make sure that St. Nicholas knows that you would like to receive for Christmas this year. I I want a new candle. A candle. This is our first candle. But I feel really like the candle. Uh, this is a Roma candle, right? Yeah, she's really likes this thing. You love candles. Yeah. I might or might not be able to arrange for like a truckload of candles. I wanna any hoodie. Yeah. I want a Monopoly. Monopoly. I love that game. You guys are touching a lot of lives. You don't even know it. And and I feel that we wanna make sure that we can bless you guys. I I thank you for being inspirational. I thank you for showing people how brave you can be and how strong human beings can be for dealing with this kind of loneliness and this kind of separation and this kind of anxiety. And you guys are heroes. And your husband, your brother, they're heroes. You guys humble me. Thank you so much for giving me the honor of meeting you guys. You guys are awesome. You're beautiful and you're powerful. And we will make sure that many, many candles show up at your house. Is that cool? Thank you. <laughs> Lots of candles. <laughs> Anastasia, thank you so much. Alexandra, thank you. It's a pleasure meeting you guys. You. Guys, we are going to take uh, one more quick break here. And, and when we come back, we will discuss our plans. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about. We've got a lot of things that we need to put together. And we're going to have to make a phone call to St. Nicholas on the other side of this break. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Gives Back. We'll be back in a second.
of this community knows no bounds and you guys have been the reason that this has worked you guys have been the reason that this has actually happened you guys are incredible i would like to welcome you into our live broadcast portion of the show here today and come to the stage where we've got trader we've got santa arian we've got mama chick we got Captain Mark, Aaron Karkin, even your criminal heroic Tashcan, Criminal Ripper is here to celebrate the generosity of this community and give back to the families who may need it a little bit more than we do. I would also like to invite to the stage the individual responsible for introducing us to these families. Arian, this is going to be a challenging segment because we didn't really prepare it. We just kind of thought, all right, we had talked to the families and earlier today, Arian is like, you know, listen, there's, there's a little bit more to this. How about, how about we take a look back? There was a, a comment in the chat, Arian, that somebody had asked if the person, if litter had actually like really put together this whole thing litter i'd like to welcome you to the stage welcome uh to the stage of talking trek gives back how are you man i'm doing well you are the guy you're the man right like you're the guy this is all you um well i'm not sure i did i'm just i'm just helping here he is a very humble individual, Arian, because when we read his nomination letter, when we read uh, what he was doing in Winnipeg, uh, it, was, it was shocking. 
right? Because when this all started, let me let me just start. And I know that we had talked the other night a little bit, Litter, with you and Mrs. Litter, uh, if you will. We had talked a little bit, but uh, really here just for a couple of moments, there was a reason that you guys were so involved from the very start with this, right? Can you tell me a little bit about you and your family's background? So uh, my family um, were Ukrainian uh, kind of by origin. And, um, you know, my mom uh, came to Canada when she was three years old as a refugee from the Second World War and in my wife's family as well. Uh, there's, uh, you know, grandparents that in a similar situation came in after the war. And so we're very familiar with uh, what it is to kind of come with nothing. And, um, you know, we're very involved in the Ukrainian Canadian community. And so uh, when all this happened we kind of uh knew we needed to uh do something you know we 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 were there a couple of years ago for like three months with the kids and so many of these places that you see in the in the pictures now that are uh not in uh not in the same pristine shape that they used to be like our kids would play in some of those playgrounds and things like that and so it was uh important to us to uh to help out so this is not just a, a project for you guys. You guys have familial ties to Ukraine. You you said you were just there. Uh, so when this yeah. happened, um, it was uh, as I was talking with your wife the other day that there wasn't there were n there was no thinking about this. None. It was just action, right? That's right. It's just, um, you know, a couple days after we started figuring out what to do um, and we started getting, we had a couple vacancies. We have a couple apartment buildings. We had some vacancies and we started getting the suites ready to uh, to take people in. So you did that. You opened your doors. These families came to you. You put them up. But it's not just about you providing housing, is it? Because we had Thanksgiving here uh, not long ago, right, Arian? Up in Canada, you guys had Thanksgiving, what, in October, I think? Yeah, and, yeah that's right. And literally, you had all five of these families over to your home for Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, that's right. It's, uh, you know, it's it's one thing just to give someone a place to stay, but, you know, for them to be successful, you have to mentor them and to assist with them on an ongoing basis. Actually, uh, so for Thanksgiving, it was seven families, but for this... Uh, for this uh, uh, Trek Gives Back project, only five of the families had children. So the other two families were some adults. But uh, yeah, we had like 30 people over. That's a, it's a big house. And your wife, from what I understand, loved every second of it, right? All the cooking and the big, huge meal and all of the food. like, And you guys cherished every second of it, right? These families yeah. are an extension of your own. It was a lot of work. She put in a lot of effort for it. But uh, yeah, she. We had just done a renovation. We put a second oven in the basement, and so we had everything going uh, nonstop all day to uh, for 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 everyone. So when you uh, heard about this project, Arian uh, was your first point of contact, and and you know we discussed with the panel, and it was decided, Arian, that that this was the direction that we were going to go, and and only because of like the the massive human element here Arian like the children and and the fact that you know a lot of these families litter they they did come with nothing but on top of that not even material goods but they came with a language barrier they came uh having to integrate into new schools and new jobs and and even that on top of everything else just on top of of paying for bills and and paying for food and 
and and trying to become a part of a society that you were just thrust into without even knowing the language like there's a lot more things to worry about than finding the right lego set at christmas time right yeah no it's um you know english is you know everyone is familiar with a little bit of english but yeah they've had to take crash courses on it you know what's different from this wave of kind of people coming over is in the past it's often you know normal immigration and normal migration is planned and it's kind of like the nuclear family so it's got you know two you know parent units uh, the, the full thing and, and the kids and this one is unique because it's a lot of moms by themselves and uh you know so, some some people have one kid but some people have multiple kids so you know one of the moms i think the first one you talked to today you know, she's got four kids and one of them is 19 uh but but still four kids it's a, a lot of people uh litter last question for you and then arian i want to kind of come to you and some of the rest of the panel litter what you had written uh in our original correspondence was that in your opinion none of these families would have experienced a Ukrainian Christmas, which, by the way, is not in December, right? Ukrainian Christmas is actually, I believe, January 9th. Is that right? Do I have that date right? 7th is Christmas, but the big kind of celebration is the January 6th. Okay, so January 6th, that is a Ukrainian Christmas. And so you had actually even told me this might be just a little bit early for some of these kids to have written their letters to St. Nicholas, but it is approaching that Christmas season. And for a lot of these families, it wouldn't have mattered, right? Litter, whether it was, you know, the middle of November or the end of December or January 5th, it wouldn't have mattered for some of these families when trying to prepare for a Christmas would it have like they just there were bigger things at play like these children could have very well been the children that saint nicholas didn't visit this year and you couldn't have that um you know there's there's a you know there's there's support networks in the city but as far as something you know big and special you know it probably would have been a very scaled back christmas for him well we are very, very humbled that you introduced us to these families, and thank you so very much for your time, Litter. As a matter of fact, I, I know that the community has been wanting to meet you and wanting to get to know you uh, all throughout the first part of this show. So you guys can see his screen name. Feel free to to send him a message and feel free to thank him for uh, bringing you this very human segment here today. Arian, I want to kind of come up to you and and ask you a little bit about your work you've been working a lot (laughs) every single time i talk to you you have been very very busy girl haven't you yeah i mean it's it's a it's a lot to put together the list for every person and and make sure that we're tracking everything um it's fun but it it is a lot of work yes it's, uh, it's been a lot of work. It's taken a lot of time because what is happening here, community, for those of you who don't know, Santa Arian has been like, I've been, man, I've been leaning on her like crazy. All right. She's got the spreadsheets. Come on. I'm not an organized person trader. Okay. It ain't me. All right. <laughs> Rev teases me about this all the time. You guys make so much fun. My wife has to give you guys my daily directions. Like when, when it's a show day, <laughs> Mrs. DJs actually tells the panel what it is that I have to do. They keep me on the clock. Um, Arian, you have been tracking all of this, spreadsheets and budgeting and, and the number of kids and the wish list and all this stuff. 
um, it's been a massive undertaking to try to organize this because we still have shopping to do. And even at this point now, there's less than 30 days to go, right? Less than yes. 30 days. We, we have to really truthfully, because we're doing a lot of this stuff here in the States, we got to allow extra time, almost an extra 10 to 14 days just for it to clear uh, the border. And, and get to Winnipeg. So, like, we've got to not, you know, Arian knows, trust me, Arian knows this, but we got to finish our shopping within, like, the next two weeks just to make sure yep. the timing and everything <laughs> is there. Um, let me just share with you guys what we've done here so far, Trader, because you've been very, very involved in this from the video side of things as well. On Twitch, you have led the charge. You have been uh, very, very giving and very, very generous towards the Christmas Angel Family Fund because this was the challenge this year, Trader, was that the community would raise um, $1,000. This is what we asked, community. Check this out. Let me just just check this out, Trader. The goal was to raise $1,000. And yep. if the community raised $1,000, I was going to personally match it with another $1,000, putting two thousand dollars together all right for our christmas angel family trader in the span yep. of 74 minutes two thousand dollars was raised and smashed as a matter of fact it went on upwards didn't it trader it went up to like twenty four hundred dollars on the very first day twenty four hundred dollars on the very first day it, it was unbelievable. And then, you know, pl people were like, well, why stop there? Why stop there? Let's keep going. So we put a clock on it. We went, what, Trader, 30 days? 30 days. Yes. We started yep. in September. We went 30 days, and the community raised over $6,000. All right. Amazing. Oh, $6,000. We've got the best community. We, we really have do. an amazing community. $6,000 was raised, and that allowed us to, to branch out to a couple of families. And, Arian, while you are focused in on the kids, you're focused in on 100% on of what we wanted to do. All right? Like, we, we wanted to make sure that the kids were taken care of like uh arian when i sent her the audio clip of that child's letter to santa she cried when she heard oh. it she cried the second time she heard it she cried the third time she heard it she cried again today sent me a pm's like i can't not cry when i hear that but that was the goal that's why you're so passionate about this right is making sure that santa makes it down the chimney and what i what i think is amazing is seeing how everyone else in this community feels the same way, I mean, <clears throat> there was there's a lot of comments, people saying that they had to go get more tissues, you know, and just that passion and love from this community is uh, is why I'm here. Well, it is a community. We all feel good about this. Blue Mandalorian writes, you know, there is a great sign effect of Star Trek Fleet Command Trader. It's that it makes charity look very affordable, <laughs> which is a very valid thing to say. That's a true statement. Because when we do things like this and we're able to put together something like this, then it benefits, it benefits children, it benefits other families, and it really truthfully, at the end of the day, it benefits us. It benefits our souls and our hearts and our minds because, Arian, you were able to tell me just a little while ago, literally as of a few hours ago, that 
the kid's Christmas is going to be taken care of. And you had moved on to taking care of these moms. You had said, listen, we can have all the toys in the world, but that's not going to fill their bellies. And and yeah. right now, Arian, in Canada, where they are, it's 20 degrees below zero. So they need clothing. They need... They don't call it... They yeah. don't call it winter peg for nothing. <laughs> winter peg, okay. It's 20 degrees below zero. They need warmth. They need energy. They need fuel. They need clothing and food. And... Arian said, listen, that's, that's what we still have yet to do. So community, I ask you to take a look into uh, the chat, take a look into the graphics room. If you're listening in podcast, I'm sorry if your eyes are swollen and your nose is runny, um, but I, I do thank you so very much for listening thus far and giving whatever you find to be in your heart because we do still have work to do. There is still groceries to buy there's food to put on the table and and there's heating bills to try to take care of to try to get them through this season mama chick is here with us on the stage and you've been kind of watching this you've been sitting back and uh and and helping arian and supporting arian but you have seen this uh watching her just kind of put together these details one after another after another after another and you said the same thing. Like, this community just blows your mind, right? Uh-oh. We have Mama Chick. I heard you. I saw you come off mute. But maybe, maybe, yay, Discord. Yay. Uh, appreciate that. Steven Aaron is at work right now. And so uh, unable to contribute. But uh, even he says, like, this and the, being a part of this gives him so much joy and fills his heart. Uh, oh, and trust me, Blue, Arian is looking forward to the payment of photos, videos of everyone opening their gifts. We will have those. As a matter of fact, as you guys could probably hear, this was actually recorded in video. This was recorded in video, but the it, it was it was, there was a lot of work involved and the language barrier made it really really tough. I'm going to still hopefully try to put up some videos so that you guys can meet these families. And, uh, and be able to, to see their interactions. These kids are so precious and so cute. And, uh, and just watching them. And they, they, a couple of them played with the cat. Like you heard Max, he meowed at the cat. Um, all of them thought it was kind of silly and kind of amusing to, to be talking to the cat. So it was a very cute thing. And uh, I look forward to being able to share that with you. Ripper comes in uh, to the stage here today. And doesn't even know what's going on, tra uh, Trader. <laughs> Ripper, Ripper's been no. a little bit out of it. Uh, how are you yeah, feeling? Yeah, he's been sick. How are you feeling, buddy? Are you are you better? Uh, you I'm different. You don't <laughs> not necessarily better. I think uh, different. He's in a different state of being. You know, Ripper, you have asked about this, um, and you were a big part of last year's Angel Project. And I know it took you a little bit by surprise this year, but. You know, you had a different perspective even than myself and Arian when all this was happening this summer. And, and you kind of said, like, there's going to be people that need stuff, uh, especially as we get towards later in the year when some of the world trader might have, for lack of better terms, lost their, their novelty, right? Like, when was the last time you saw about one of these families in the news and saw about their situation in the news? Like, it was, it was news for a little while. And, and a lot of the world has moved on, but these families 
uh, are still in that situation. They're still needing to be a part of uh, of a support system. As Litter said earlier, there's a part of support and mentoring and, and integration because some of these families, Trader, expect to be here for a while. You know, you heard Max say that he really wants to, to be able to see his dad uh, after the new year, and mom was like, you know, of course, that's what we hope for, but probably not. And so, yeah, that seems unlikely. It does seem unlikely. So these families uh, need your help, and that's where Arian is coming in today, um, and and the Talking Trek community is coming in today to ask you guys one last time to to do what you can towards the Christmas Angel Fund, and and let's make sure that. As you said earlier, Aaron, make sure that Santa comes down these chimneys, these new places uh, where these kids are so that nobody feels like they've been forgotten. You know, that was that was always one thing that we've talked about with this project trader was Santa is supposed to be above it all. St. Nicholas is not supposed to be influenced by earthly problems. So when mom and dad are, are in trouble and, you know, the kids know that there's one person who's supposed to still be able to, to do that. There's one person that doesn't have to go to Amazon to buy stuff. There's one guy who can still, <clears throat> can still bring stuff down the chimney. And he's not going to forget a child this year. That's what it's all about. Thank you guys so very, very much for everything that you've done. I would like to invite you guys to the stage, maybe to talk about it uh, a little bit, or we don't have to, Trader. I mean, maybe we just call it right here. Maybe it's a short show because we've said everything that needs to be said. I don't know. Huh. Huh. We also, we didn't talk about, there was the one family um, that we didn't get an interview with. Uh, I did list the names of the of the families earlier. So that's the Bavikin family that has uh, another mom with two children here. They're 17 and 11 years old. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to mention them as well. They came over in August. Uh, you know, it's it's really touching to see everything that everyone is doing for these. Uh, we've got 11 kids mm -hmm. that we're going to be able to help out and it was um, 11 kids five moms and two daughters-in-law essentially uh that are that are in the family units of of those families that we're supporting and obviously the 11 kids uh but you know if we can do a little something for for the grown-ups as well i know that they've got other concerns so that is something that we're looking to try to do. I know that Litter had sent me a message about um, uh, an article where they were, you know, even there in Manitoba. The government has been really, really great. But there in Winnipeg, they were trying to just get together something that they called hampers. I didn't know what it was at first. They're food baskets, Arian. Uh, food baskets, non-perishables, a lot of just, you know, food drives trying to get through uh, the dead of winter. So... Uh, that is something that, that we're also going to be trying to do is working with Litter 
uh, there in the community to try to see what we can do with any excess funds, trying to put them into food baskets and stuff as well. Killer says, did you match the six? Now, I, I matched the thousand. That's what I did. I matched a thousand dollars. Uh, and that put us at a total of six thousand dollars. Uh, but we are still looking to do a little bit more if we can for the moms and the daughters-in-law. So we want to thank you guys so very, very much for doing all of that and putting all of that stuff together. It's been absolutely amazing. Mark, you've been quiet today. You uh, Have you made it through all your Kleenex? Snorting. He's, he's cooking a turkey. Uh, just, oh, really? I'm, yeah, I'm kind of in the middle of a turkey, but... Uh... Well, not in the middle of it, but <laughs> it's right inside. Wait, wait, wait! The I, need, I need more details. <laughs> how, how, how does this work? Being in the middle of a turkey. How do you get inside the turkey, Mark? It's a PG show. It's very carefully. It's a PG show. Just very, very carefully. <laughs> that is absolutely not enough details. Not enough. Uh, absolutely. Um, Have you seen the show, friends? <laughs> oh my god Beck likes plants is in the audience uh, Maybe she could come up uh, Because you know we do have uh, On the lighter side of things We have a couple of requests From community manager Beck likes plants First of all the announcement she made the other day Did in fact garner more plant emojis Than poop emojis So I feel like there's a uh, How does that work? Uh, well she made a challenge She made a challenge The community answered and uh, she will now sing Faith of the Heart for us. Uh, as a matter of fact, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Yes, yes that's, uh, that's a thing. Ladies and gentlemen, Beck likes plants. Oh, wait. Did somebody invite her? Did she actually raise her hand to come up? It says the invite is sent. She probably doesn't want to talk today. But, it, but <laughs> I sent her the invite. <laughs> oh, um, maybe, maybe she can come up. And you know what, Beck? I'd like you to read this comment um, in your own voice if you, if you can. But I'll read it uh, if you can't come up. But the second thing, Ripper, was not only was the, the faith of the heart thing, but the community also has observed that we played a song earlier uh, during the pre-show that she sings on her stream, and we wanted to see if we could get, uh, get a copy of that, like a recorded copy of that to play for the audience as well. I think, what was it? It was the Pentatonic song is what Beck uh, sings <coughs> on her stream. So, And Ripper... Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, did you just hawk a loogie? Like you just I we heard that. That sounded like it had some substance to it. <laughs> well somehow somehow you have to get this stuff, stuff out of your lungs. You gotta get its stuff out. <laughs> That's right. Uh right. I, I I'm sorry come on. And no, it's fine. It's fine. Steven Zaren says, you know what, down here in New Zealand, we do the same thing on a large scale. We have about fifteen hundred kids with gifts and a fun-filled day each year with the support of local businesses. He throws some pictures uh, in a huge warehouse uh, down in the chat, which is absolutely amazing. And Beck Likes Plants writes, uh, growing up, I remember a year or two where my parents were going through a challenging time. People in the community stepped in and loved on us, our four kids. And I remember seeing my parents beyond grateful to those willing to do that for us. These gifts allowed us to go into school that year with coats and warm socks when we had none. What may be small to us can be life-changing to someone else. And I invite you guys again to use the donation links. Um, you know, this was one thing, Arian, that I know. i got to get another box of tissues now. I, I remember <laughs> when I was sitting through these and I was talking to these families, Arian, and you and I discussed this after one of them. Let's look at what these kids asked for. 
trader, one of them asked for a candle. Of all of the things, she asked for a candle. Yep. Yep. Another one. Little asked, kid displaced from her home country, not seeing her, her dad. Wanted a candle. What's a candle? Or a hoodie so she can be warm. And Wait, I, is, it, is this me or is DJ quiet? I'm probably quiet. I'm not quiet at all. Don't worry about it, Ripper. <laughs> or how about a board game for her to play with her family? Sophia, the, um, she wanted a, a big doll. A doll. And in the video, it was so cute because he held up his arms as tall as they would go, Arian. He held, he stood up off the couch and he raised up his arms over his head and he said a doll this big. That's a lot of heart for a big brother to make sure that his sister got the biggest doll that they could get. And Glebe, he wanted a 3D printer so that he could sell his art and his figurines to support his family. He already sells his art, Trader. He draws pictures and he goes and he sells his art. And I asked his mom afterwards, like, what does he do with the money? He did buy a video game on Steam. He bought a video game on Steam and he gave the rest of it to his mom. He gave the rest of it to his mom so that they could have food. These kids and what they're going through is something that a lot of us have never even dreamed of. Community, welcome to the stage. Beck likes plants. Welcome to Talking Trek Gives Back. Uh, we do this oh, every no. single year. You you haven't been a part of this before. Uh, well, no, I guess I were you were you around last Christmas when we did this? Because I think you. When did you actually like join up? When did we start like talking? So, I became a part of the community, not yet playing the game, back in October of last year. But I didn't start playing the game until January. So there was probably a lot of interacting with the community and and like you didn't know me really at that point there was no reason for you to watch our content you were just friends with rev but you weren't involved in the star trek world so last year's talking trek gives back was was you missed out on that so this is your first year involved yeah. with that you know um it it's interesting because i i have always been really proud of of what the community does and what the community has been able to do through uh, the generosity of programs like this. And I've always kind of gone back and, and been really proud of sharing that with the community managers because it's an amazing story. Like, as community managers, this is the kind of community that you guys really, like, enjoy, right? Like, you like seeing this piece of it. You like seeing this part of it. And so it's always kind of nice to see even you. As a community manager, it's kind of nice to see you surprised. Uh, or maybe surprised isn't the right word, but like really impressed with the humanity, yeah. uh, the humanity of the community. So really, really uh, do appreciate you being here. And you say that this is kind of a story, maybe not necessarily about, you know, running in the middle of the night or, or leaving your home, but, but certainly uh, reaching out to community. Like it's an important story for you, right? Oh, absolutely. I think there's something really powerful about, and this, I mean, for any community, but of course the Star Trek Fleet Command community, I think there's something really powerful whenever your reach extends outside of the game, you know? 
very, very cool. It is cool. It's very cool, and uh, and I am really, really humbled by the community. Trader, I guess at this point, we probably could get ready to wrap up. Beck, I know, and, and, and it's a shorter show today, Trader, but this was our goal. Like, there really wasn't a whole lot of Star Trek to do. Or as Scalyback said, you know, maybe this was the most Star Trek that we could have ever been. You know, maybe this is the most Gene Roddenberry-ish we could be, is giving to other people. I agree with Scalyback. I think it's perfect. Well, I thank you guys and thank you to the panel who helped me put all this together and for selecting these families and doing uh, these things. It's absolutely beautiful. And so, yeah, I want to deliver a truckload of candles, Arian. I want Monopoly games and I want hoodies and maybe we can try to find... Lego and only Lego. Lego and only Lego and maybe (laughs) even a 3D printer if we can somehow get our hands on that i mean woof that one is that are we gonna be able to do that arian like i mean a 3d printer that's that's a big deal right it is um it's it's on the top of the wish list i i think we're gonna be able to manage it are you serious we're gonna get a kid a 3d printer um it'll be a mini one like not a full-size one The, the big big ones are are pretty uh, pretty expensive, but I, th- I think we're going to be able to do a little one at least. That's Well, he wants to be able to make little figurines so he can sell them. He wants to take yep. his art and put it into a computer. Like th- this, First of all, these kids are smart. Trader, like, that's a really smart thing. I mean, I'm sure that, that people do this all the time. I don't know the first thing about it. I also don't know the capital city of Kansas, so there's that. But there's, there's you, like, you go in, you make this art. You put it in the computer and you can create like plastic figurines, these toys, like that's incredible. Like that's okay. Thank you, Topeka. I don't know where it actually is. It's just, all right, there's, there's that. But I mean, yeah, like that's, that's a cool thing. So we're going to get a kid, a 3d printer. What about the Harry Potter castle? We go pull that off. I want to, I want to do that one. The Harry Potter castle. That's a big one. (laughs) You know, I looked that one up. It's 6,000 pieces. I want that. I want Max to have that kit. All right. What else? What else? Do, you know what? Let's do this for a second, Beck. Let's, why don't we do this for a hmm. minute, Trader? Listen, we have some of the list, right, Arian? But I don't think we have it all done yet, right? No, not all of it. That's what, do you sure. guys want, what do you guys want to get for these kids? What do you guys want to get for these kids? Uh, Truck and Chick says the Uno games and Monopoly. Absolutely. That was on the list. What do you, what do you guys want to do? What, what do we have extra that we can do, Arian? Legos are always a winner. Beck, what would you like for Talking Trek Gives Back? What would you like for us to send one of these kids uh, with your name on it? What can we do, community? What do you guys want to do? I know. Uh, Galvanox says, how about stuff that they had in Ukraine? I, I would love to do that. Mm. Some of the dolls and some of the toys that they had at home, a piece of home. Yeah. I was looking at for the hoodie. Um, there's a couple of really cool Ukraine hoodies that I have on the list. Oh, I was going to get her a talking track hoodie, but I mean, whatever. That's fine. With the big, <laughs> the big cat. <laughs> we can get her too. It's going to get her. It's going to get her a cat, cat hoodie. But okay. I mean, fine. Whatever. Balabomb says, get her, get her the ultimate DJ's blanket. I don't know, man, that blanket. I mean, it, it's like warm and stuff, but I don't know if it's going to work like 20 below. <laughs> Might not be quite enough for that. All right. Um, but yeah, listen, how about this? How about this folks? You guys help us out. All right. You guys 
help us out. You guys uh, reach out to us with your gift ideas. Reach out to Arian with some of your gift ideas. Please don't be offended if we can't answer them all because we expect a lot of participation with this. But what can we send? What would a child who's lost everything, what can they want? What can they have that brings them a piece of home? And that's what I want to send them this year, Arian. I want Santa, uh, St. Nicholas, who is uh, the name for the Ukrainian Santa Claus. St. Saint, Saint Nikolai, actually, I'm pretty sure. I think, I think they say they can say it either way, but I'm pretty sure, truthfully, it's actually St. Nikolai. That uh, and I might have might have actually had that wrong. Um, who are relocated now to a Ukrainian colony or a Ukrainian uh, uh, community in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, where there is a large community settlement there, and where our very own polluted litter has opened his home to these people, and where thousands more are and need your help. Community, thank you so very much. I think trader. We should just call it. I like there's not there's no way to come after that, right? I, I agree. That's a good way to call it. Let's just go. And I want to thank all of you guys so very, very much for another amazingly successful year. Please visit our website at talkingtrekstfc.com. Uh that will link you into our Discord where you will find your donation links. Please give what you can. Mark your donations. Because we use these links for a lot of stuff, Trader, on Twitch and all this other stuff. But for now, Right here, please mark your donations with uh, for the Christmas Angel Fund. Uh, we've got PayPal links, Venmo links. Um, there's uh, we can do Zelle. We've done Zelle before. There's all kinds of stuff that we can do. Please reach out, however you would like to, and we will make sure that Arian has the additional funds to go shopping with. Uh, Mark, have you been able to remove yourself from the inside of that turkey? <laughs> I'm I'm just about uh, done. <laughs> Wait, what? What are you? What? What? Oh, don't don't ask questions you don't want answers to, DJs. I'm I'm just about finished roasting. Okay. Merry Christmas, everybody. I'm basting myself right now. Oh my God! <laughs> From the talking trick community to you and yours, Merry Christmas. We'll talk to you again soon. Take care. <laughs>